are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. As always, you got Steve here, and I'm hanging out with Slam and Sammy. Sam, what is going on? Well, Steve, Steve I, I think, think I've been, been in a good, good mood for every episode we've recorded so far in this shortened season. But what, what a shit show this last week has been. I can't even remember everything that's gone on. First, you know, the Yankees lose three games in a row. And then their weekend series against the Mets is canceled uh, due to or postponed, excuse me, due to COVID-19. And then... You know, today, losing the second game of the doubleheader in brutal fashion, Cole giving up a bunch of home runs, uh, and Aaron Judge has to likely, it appears that's the case to me, Aaron Boone said it's possible he has to go back on the IL, that his calf tightened up, uh, and the Yankees have to play seven games in five days due to COVID-related uh, postponements. What is going on here? It has been a wild week for the Yankees. Yeah, having you know having that that long delay with the Mets, and we're going to get into the good, the bad, and the injured of the Yankees for the you know the past kind of week and a half since or two weeks since we last talked. Um, you kind of mentioned a lot of things. It's going to be a bigger bad list than a good list this this time around, and the injured list is going to be even bigger. The Yankees have lost five in a row, and as you said, in heartbreaking fashion uh, on Wednesday night versus versus the Braves. Uh, off day Thursday, then they have a. You know, chaos versus the Mets coming up here. It, it's it's been a roller coaster season for all of Major League Baseball. Um, and when we last finished up the the last podcast, the Yankees were you know going sky high. You know, they 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 won you know six in a row, and now they're losing you know five in a row. It, it, it's uh, I know I'm lost. I was preparing to be had a whole spiel planned about splitting the the doubleheader of the seven innings and being okay with seven innings, and, and then tonight happened, and then it was just now that the, the doubleheader loss. Is a big takes a big wind out of out of my sails here right before recording, and then my mic broke. So I'm sorry if the sound is all off for for this for this episode, guys. But it is just every, every like like everything with the Yankees. My my computer and mic are all going crazy. It's it's been a rough week. I'll tell you that. It definitely has been, and you know a lot is obviously going on in the sports world uh, right now. Um, you know, and the Yankees. They, you know, chose to play tonight and everything, uh, you know, with everything going on, the uh, police shooting in Wisconsin, you know, they, they talked about, uh, I guess, you know, possibly not playing tonight, but they did. Um, it, it's been an all around just crazy, crazy week, but the Yankees have an off day. They have a chance to regroup, but, uh, I mean, today getting zero games with Cole and Tanaka on the mound, um, it, it's just a gut punch. And, Steve, we could, you know, I know we'd do the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, we have a little bit of a new format this year early on. Um, but, you know, Boone's decision to take Tanaka out tonight, five innings, 66 pitches, three hits, no walks, and then he brings in Chad Green, who I really like, you really like. And, you know, two out, I guess, infield single to Swanson. And then right when Freeman came up, I had such a bad feeling. And watching Gardner go back on that fly ball was just painful. 
Um, that was a decision that I'm really, really going to hit the pillow tonight and be thinking about. Yeah, that was definitely a tough one. Yeah, touching that quickly, uh, you know, last week, uh, Boone got killed for not using Green in a few situations and then, you know, had to answer to the media saying Green was available and chose not to use him. Um, and then this, you know, then now the, the reverse happens. You know, why are you using Green? It, it's a kind of a lose-lose situation. But you said Tanaka was looking great. Tanaka does have a history of, you know, third time through the order. You know, analytics say that it, there's going to be a difference. And if you got the weapons the Yankees have, I kind of stood with Boone by the decision. I was like, all right, it's a seven-inning game. You kind of almost say, you know, Tanaka went five. But in normal circumstances, Tanaka almost went went seven innings. And then you come in the eighth, ninth, we wouldn't really have that, you know, the same kind of discussion. And I was pitch count was low. But but for Boone and for the Yankees, you know, they, they built this team – by power, and then they built it by the bullpen. And now they have their, they went to the bullpen and, and it failed them. If he kept Tanaka in and Freeman gives up the same home run, something that Tanaka has given up a lot of home runs throughout his career in the past few years. And the um, one swing, it was, it was a, a tie game. game. Yeah. For, For a home, home run prone pitcher. pitcher. Exactly. So I, so I think you, there are, you know, there are just two sides to every story. But, you know, that that's, you know, yeah. the past week and a half has been going the wrong way for the Yankees. Uh, Friday is, uh, is, is, um, it's a different story, so we'll go there. So, like you said, the new format this year, the the good, the bad, and the injured. Uh, the good list is a little short here, so if you've got someone else to add to it, I'm going to kick it off with, uh, with Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt has been a monster for the Yankees. He's got 11 home runs for the team. He's batting 300. He's got a uh, leads Major League Baseball in, in, in you know stats across the board for, for, you know, for first baseman here. Um, the one good thing, he's, you know, he didn't hit a home run in game two, but before that he had five straight games of a home run. Uh, Luke Voigt has proven not to be a fluke. And, you know, forget talking about, you know, is he one of the top first basemen in New York? We're talking about one of the best first basemen in all of baseball. Yeah, 29 years old this year in his second full season with the Yankees. Definitely looks a lot more comfortable. Had a good season last year, 21 home runs, got on base, you know, almost 38% of the time, uh, but he looks like a man possessed at the plate this year. That hop right when he makes contact with that ball is one of my favorite things, uh, and he is a big, big guy up there at the plate, and I, I know he's not the best fielder, but it looks like he's improved a little bit in that department. Um, I'm writing about him right now just before we came on, uh, this is a guy, you know, we talked about it on the last episode. Some of these guys, the Yankees have taken chances on that teams were given away for free, basically, uh, Urshela, Talkman, and now Voight. Voight would undoubtedly be an all-star this year if it were a normal season. And he is just a joy to watch at the plate. And he's, you know, one of the only hitters in the Yankees lineup, really, that stayed healthy, you know, for the whole season, which is crazy to think about. You know, where would the Yankees be without him? And he, he's turned into a guy who, you know, had, like I said, 20 home run power last year in 118 games. Uh, you know, he's got 11 home runs in uh, 23 games this year. So, I mean, he's tearing the cover off the ball. And this is a guy that, you know, I envision being the Yankees first baseman definitely for the next couple of years. And, you know, like I said, I was writing before I came on. The Yankees got him for Chase and Shreve and Giovanni Gallegos, and it was you know the focus was clearing a forty-man roster spot. What is what most thought, but 
you know, Greg Bird wasn't hitting that year, and Void caught hot at the end of 2018. Big triple in the wild card game, and he looks like someone who's here to stay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that trade is, you know, Gallegos has been pretty good for the Cardinals here, but, you know, Luke Voigt has a weighted runs created plus of 189. That is tops in all of Major League Baseball this season. You know, standard is 100, 150 is above average. We're talking at 189. That is uh, some some serious pop for, for Luke Voigt. He's got, already has a war over one. Uh, on fan graphs, you know, if yeah, there's a full 162-game season, these types of stats he's putting up are, or you mentioned, like like 45 home runs and, and a 6-7 war. And that's with this bad defense. So, I mean, this is this is some legit, you know, baseball player that the Yankees have here. Um, and, and they've needed it. You know, game one, they've been, without his home run, they get, they get no hit to, in today. Like, that, that's how good it was against a player making his MLB debut. I mean, good for him. The guy was looking good. But the Yankees looked completely lost on the uh, at the plate. And Luke Voigt kind of saved us from uh, some embarrassment there. Um, he's been hitting all over. He actually hit uh, leadoff one game and crushed a home run. Um, so he's kind of been what the Yankees need. You know, given all the injuries here, he's been that steady source of power, you know, leading the team. With uh with eleven uh, home runs and he's a big guy too. who's had his injury problems, you know, last year with the uh, with his uh his oblique, I think I believe it was. And uh, so if he can stay, he needs to stay healthy. Like that's bottom line right now is the Yankees can't afford to lose Luke Voigt or else we're in we're in some deep shit here. Because uh, like you said, this 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 is the one player that that's actually playing well. Um, but it's also proving that we need more than just Luke Voigt. You know, the the loss of Stanton here. Is starting to prove big, uh, you know. With the, we'll get to the rest of the injured people here, but Luke Voigt is our power guy, um, and he's the middle of the order bat, and we kind of bat him two, three, four, and one. He's, he's, you know, Aaron Boone's just trying to figure out ways to get Luke into the right situations because he's been the only guy getting runs for us. Absolutely, and it's crazy when you look at the. We're going to get to the injured portion right now, but you know, seeing everybody. Uh, all the hitters, and now Britain even included Paxton. I can't. It's like so many names in the. In the we could do an entire episode of just who got hurt since the last episode, or or, or whatever. Um, you know, yeah, he is so important for the Yankees, and you, you can't argue that based on what he's done. You know how he's stayed healthy the entire year. He's been the Yankees team MVP through the first. We're, we're almost halfway through this season. You know. 26 games the Yankees have played, um, or excuse me, 25 games or 16 and 11 after the uh, nightcap loss against the Braves. Um, so, like I said, he is so, so vital, and the, the Yankees can ill afford to lose him, like you said. And my, my favorite thing about him is he hits to all fields. We, we've seen him test Monument Park a couple times this year. We've seen some shots to left field that get out in what seems like 2.5 seconds. And we saw the opposite field home run today in Atlanta. Um, he needs to be in there every game. I'm sorry with how the Yankees lineup is right now. They have to ride. No, that's a given. Weight. That's a given. Um, they just, they have to ride them. And this, you know, with every, it, se- it seems like, all the star players are out, and then you have Hicks still in. Um, you, you know, a lot of the big money guys are out of the lineup right now. Um, and it, it's yeah, it's, it's proven to be be something for Luke. Um, and you mentioned the hop. I, I mean, I love the hop. I, I sometimes thought 
you know, before he got hurt last year, he was getting a little hop-happy where he was kind of doing it too often. And I was like, damn it, Luke, if you're going to fly out to center field and give me a hop, you know, I can't deal with that. And uh, But he hasn't done this year. This year, every hop is gone. And I thought, I thought to, you know, that, that home run in game one was, was a fake hop. I was like, oh, he didn't get that all opposite way. And then just kept going back. Marquez kept going back and back. I think that was who was out there. And it was gone. I mean, that's, like you said, that's opposite field power. And that's really what's needed. Um, the other bright spot that we're going to you know highlight this episode is, is the return of Clint Frazier. He is finally back with the Yankees. Given all the injuries, he's kind of been a, been a you know you know a little shot in the cannon for the for the for the team here. Uh, didn't didn't play in Game One, but played in Game Two uh, when over uh, three uh, brings his average down to three hundred. But still, had in his first nine games since coming back, he's got two home runs, eight RBIs. Uh, came out like a vengeance his first few games. You know, I think he almost almost hit a triple in, in his first game. So there was more, multiple games where he was like, looks like he was going for a cycle. Um, it's nice to see Clint Frazier back. I know I'm a big fan of him. Always thought he's kind of got the raw end of the stick for everything for the Yankees. Um, and they, we, this is the time has come. He said, coming up, I'm ready to prove myself. He said he was the best, best baseball player he thought he has been in his career coming up for it. Um, I like Clint Frazier. I hope he sticks around. Um, and if he's hitting... Like he has so far since you know he's been back, they're just I'm playing him every day too. Absolutely, and the biggest thing that stands out to me, I I had a feeling the bat would come when he arrived from the alternate site. The glove has also come too, and I'm not saying he's a Gold Glove defender, but how many times in the last couple of years has a ball been hit to him in, in right or left field where it looks like a routine fly, but you're holding your breath? That feeling seems to have gone away, and that's the biggest thing for him to have a long-term future with the Yankees. As is, the Yankees have so many guys who are under contract for the next few years that need to get the H at bats. Judge, Stanton, Sanchez. Um, so, so for Frazier to show a pulse in the field this year is going to be doing a lot for his long-term uh, potentially long-term future here with the Yankees and that short sweet swing where he just rolls the wrists on an inside fastball and launches a ball in the left field it's one of the sweetest swings uh on the team and he's He's showing he's proven proven himself uh to to get get playing playing time time. and 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 that's that's for for damn sure sure. you look at you know, the state of the Yankees outfield right now. I know Stanton wasn't playing uh, the outfield before he went on the IL. Judge looks like we'll chalk him up as an IL guy right now. I, I see no way he avoids it. Um, you know, Hicks is definitely shown to be injury prone. So the Yankees could lose him at any moment. So Frazier is definitely going to have opportunities uh, in the outfield. And right now he's making the most of it. And, He's, He's not, not a liability in the field, field which, which, like I said, is going to be the biggest thing moving forward. Keeping that glove good, and, and I have little doubts about the bat, and he could be the starting left fielder for the Yankees in 2021 after we probably see, and I know we've been saying it every year, uh, maybe the end of Brett Gardner after this year, but he's really struggled early on uh, Has Gardner, one of my favorite Yankees ever, but Frazier is showing his worth, and they tried Andahar in left field. I, I think at this point you got to favor Frazier over him in left field or in any outfield spot 
So, so oh, absolutely. Talking. I don't think even Andujar is really an, an option right now. Even with the with the injuries here, it's it's going to be you know talk. You know, depending on you know because Judge goes back on the IL, it's going to be you know Talkman as your 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 fourth outfielder and you know Clint as your fifth and kind of rotating them with Gardner. I don't even see how Andujar gets starts in in left field at this point right now. Um, like you say, yeah, Clint Frazier's bat is is, the, is trade bait, bait. You know, yeah, it's, it's been thrown around. You know, to the Yankees trade Andahar for a starter, Frazier for a starter, and I think the one you're looking to move this offseason, especially with how Gio Urshela has looked, is um, is Andahar. Yeah, yeah, definitely can see that. And uh, you know, you mentioned Frazier's. You know, his his swing is good. Paul O'Neill was talking uh, about how he changed his stance a little bit, how that front foot is is ridiculously closed in. And looks odd if you're just kind of watching the game. And he said he could do that because his hands are that fast. His wrists are that fast. And then, like, right on cue, he rips a double down the line. And and Paul Neal's like, not many players could do that, especially from that stance to be able to take a pitch like he did, keep his hips in, and then just, you know, just release the wrists and, and rip it for a double. Um, so it's good to see that. You know, he seems to be in good spirits. As always, the trade talk's going to be there. He even had a quote on Wednesday being about, you know, the players were joking about the bus on the trade deadline, and typical kind of Clint Frazier pretty much says what's on his mind, was like, I'm ready to play wherever that ends up being. So I think he still knows he has a chance to get traded. He still might know that this is a showcase for the Yankees to trade him, um, but he's taking it all in stride. He's going out there and he's playing, and, you know, I hope he stays around, like you said, for the future. He's under contract. He's still young, um, and the injuries is a huge concern all around for the Yankees. So if you get a guy like this as your fourth, fifth infielder, uh, outfielder, excuse me. It's it's, it's pretty remarkable. Um, so that's that's. I think it's the end of the good list for me. That is Luke Voigt and Clint Frazier. I don't think anybody else has kind of shown enough to be added to this list here. Let's go to the bad list, and it kind of ties in with Frazier, the two guys you kind of just mentioned that have started out slow this year, and you know kind of need those need them to be good. And it and it's Brett Gardner and Aaron Hook Hicks kind of lump them together out there. Your center fielder and your left fielder, both of them hitting under two hundred right now. Aaron Hicks has gotten on base like he always does, um, which which is nice. But uh, when you have these big boppers of you know Stanton, Judge, Glaber, all going down with injury, Aaron Hicks getting on base is a little less exciting. You need Aaron Hicks then to turn into that you know that, that twenty home run pop guy. If he's batting first or second and he's getting on base a ton, and you know Judge is driving him in, that's all good. Those guys aren't there anymore. Aaron Hicks has kind of been the three hitter for the majority of this with the with the injuries and. And I need more than the walks. I like the walks. I'm always going to talk about how on-base percentage is better than batting average. But, you know, the, the, I need a little bit of the power to come here. He's got he's only got two home runs on the year. Um, he's, he's walking 18% of the time. He's only striking out 16% of the time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But I need a little more from Aaron Hicks. Yeah, yeah as, as do I. I. And like you said, Steve, w- with the Yankees boppers in the lineup, Hicks has the luxury of – walking a ton, you know, getting on base, but the Yankees definitely need more from him. And they rewarded him with a $10 million a year extension over seven years before the start of last season. So yeah, they definitely need more from him, especially since he's got a bat in the middle of the order night in and night out. Went over six in the doubleheader. Can't have that. Yeah. Can't. Absolutely not. And He's definitely going to need to turn it around. He's got seven RBI on the year. Um, like you said, the walk to strikeout ratio is really good. It's 17 walks to 15 strikeouts. Um, walking more than he strikes out. But yeah, the Yankees 
paid him last year and they need him to step up during this time. It, it feels like, you know, with everybody out of the lineup, it seems like Voight is really the only guy I'm looking at, at for hitting. And he was most of the Yankees, um, you know, half of their offense today through the two games. I know Kratz had a double. Uh, Wade was able to get him in with a sack fly. But right now... Look, we're talking about Kratz and Wade here getting Yankees offensive production here. So it's time for... You know, I don't want Aaron Hicks to, you know, change his, his the entire way he approaches the game because I do. Like, the walks are, are unbelievable. He's got more walks than he's got hits this year. He's got 17 walks, 14 hits, and 15 strikeouts. Um, but, it, you know, the walks were nice when, they were, when those 14 hits were, were becoming, you know, doubles and home runs. And they really haven't, you know, done that. He's, you know, he's batting in, like you said, the prime spot. He's got seven RBIs. I need, you know, the 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 walks don't get the RBIs right now. And maybe later on in the season, when we have everyone healthy again, it, it's going to be a little bit better. But but right now, I need some hits. Absolutely, and and if that means changing his approach at the plate to uh, where he takes a chance uh, on some pitches, then so be it. Um, the Yankees need offense every way they can get it right now. And Aaron Hicks is one of the most talented hitters in that lineup right now. And he's going to need to turn it around through this time. Voight's, you know, playing like a superstar with all these guys out. Even was, you know, beforehand, not superstar-like beforehand, but he's been superstar-like in the last week or so. Uh, the Yankees need Aaron Hicks to step up. And like I said, changing his approach at the plate, being a little bit more aggressive might be what the Yankees need right now because walks are just not getting the job done. There's really Really nobody nobody in the the lineup. lineup. Um, Um, I'm not going to say nobody, but you don't have the big boppers to hit him in. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not adding Gio Urshela to the the bad list for this episode here, but, you know, if – the walk was great, and then Gio would come and hit a double and score Hicks easily. That's great. But then if Gio runs, grounds into a double play, it's kind of like, ah, shit. Well, that that kind of, you know, that's that's not Aaron Hicks's fault. But it's sometimes, like you said, maybe, you know, take a few more chances, especially if you're on the left side to, to pull something. We'll, we'll see you there. And it makes it even more of a case when the other person on this list is Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner, for years, has had really bad stretches, but then has really hot stretches. And overall, you're like, ah, oh, Brett Gardner is Brett Gardner. Well, that, that bad stretch is going on. He's got double the amount of strikeouts and he has hits on the short season. He's, he's batting under 200 here. He's not really doing much. And then he's taking spots from Clint Frazier. So if we're going to be, you know, if it's me and I'm setting the lineup every day, um, even with Aaron Judge on the IL, my outfield is Talkman Hicks, Frazier. Um, if you're putting Gardner in there, you're taking one of those guys out there in Talkman and Frazier who I think is producing better and is the overall better player right now for the Yankees. That's what I was going to say earlier. That's my ideal outfield too, is the three of them that you just mentioned, Talkman, Hicks, and Frazier. Uh, Brett Garner's hitting under 180 on the year. Uh, It's not looking pretty. I I feel like the last hit he had, well, he had one today in the doubleheader. Um, the, The last hit I feel like he had is that one in that home run in Philly. But, like I said, he looks – we've talked about it, it seems like. We started doing this in the 2017 season, which is beyond me. I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't believe, believe. – Wild four years. I love, I love doing it too. This is a part of my week I always look forward to. 
Um, we, we've talked about every year, and I mentioned it earlier, of how it could be the final year of Brett Gardner in, in New York. Uh, but then he all of a sudden has an August hot streak where he's hitting five home runs in seven games, uh, six home runs in eight games, it feels like. Uh, he looks kind of lost up there right now, and I know he still provides good defense in left field. It, it might be a step up on, you know, Frazier's um, – where you could have Talkman in right field and Hicks in center and Gardner in left, but the Yankees need offense right now, and they're getting absolutely none of it uh, from him at the plate. So he's he's a defensive replacement for me right now. Is you have you know like the you know, Frazier, Talkman, and Hicks out there. If you think he's had a lead, which they have, haven't had in forever, you know then you'd, you'd pull Frazier out and you put uh, Gardner in there as a defensive replacement. That's fine with me. I'm completely fine with that. But if we're giving him four at bats. He needs to do some of those at bats, and he's not doing it. Um, and you know, when the Yankees are you know getting scoring one run here in back-to-back games, you know that's 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 not you can't have that, especially you know with all the the bottom of the order is Brett Gardner, Tyra Estrada, and uh, and Tyler Wade. That's pretty much you know a breeze by for for opposing pitchers right now at this point. And when the top of the order isn't what it used to be either. It's a whole system of, of something. We got to create runs somehow. Got to create, you know, just some some positivity with the Yankees after this week. Um, and unfortunately, that's, I think to me that's putting Brett Gardner on the bench for the next few games. No questions asked. Absolutely. And we're talking about the offense. You know he's going to hit like three home runs this weekend, but all right. <laughs> we're talking about the offensive struggles a lot. And, and I do want to emphasize that, you know, there's guys that the Yankees need a lot more from. But they had five days off in a row. Out of nowhere. It's oh, totally. That, that's that's the final thing on the bad list. Uh, final thing here is the schedule. The schedule. Yankees can't do anything about the schedule. Like you said, they had five days off here. Now they're going to play seven games in five. It's uh, th- This is the ultimate bad thing here. This, can, this kind of is, can crush momentum. They got swept by the Rays, and they were definitely eager to play the Mets and hopefully turn it around. Now they have to sit for five days thinking about that Rays series. And then they go out, you know, get rained out again on Tuesday, and then doubleheader Wednesday. So the, the schedule's fucked the Yankees completely here. Uh, sorry to cut you off there, but that's that's the final bad of of our our episode is this the schedule. Oh no worries at all, and, and and it's not just the Yankees dealing with this. The Phillies were out for a week due to a team's. The Cardinals vote. didn't play for the first like seventeen days of August. It was insane. The, yeah, they, I was looking at the standings one day, and it was. Everybody, you know, 10 and 9, uh, 8 and 10, uh, 11 and 7, and then it was the Cardinals, 2 and 3. Like, but um, no, the I mean, getting affected by another team's COVID outbreak, and it happened with the Yankees too earlier this year. Granted, it wasn't a, um, a, a five-day absence, but they had two days off out of nowhere and then had to go down to Baltimore on a fly to get two games in. So uh, the Yankees have been wheeling and dealing with this schedule early. Um, you know, like I said, the Phillies out of commission for a week. The, the Cardinals caused a shit ton of problems in that central division being out for three weeks, it seemed like. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals have played 19 games, whereas like the Tampa Bay Rays have played 31. That's I mean, like <laughs> that's a big discrepancy, and it totally can mess with the flow of a team. And I'm not giving excuses for the Yankees here, but you know, you come off a really bad series like Tampa, 
And Tampa's good. I mean, Tampa's really good. They, they kicked the shit out of us this year so far. Um, they're going to be someone we got to look at all, all year. We're currently two back in the standings. Uh, but we get the same amount of losses right now. They got their 20 and 11. The Yankees are 16 and 11. Um, and, and it messes with the flow here. Now you go right into that, and it kind of goes into like who the hell is going to pitch for the Yankees versus um, versus the Mets this, this weekend. You got you know two doubleheaders and no Cole and no Tanaka this weekend. Like who's going to be there? I mean, Happ has got. They have to give Happ a start. They don't want to, but they have to. But who else is there? You're right. It's, you know, Paxton's on the IL. Uh, maybe you go green in an opener. One of these games, I think that's a route they're gonna, definitely going to have to take. Uh, Loisica for his three innings that he normally does when he starts. Uh, it's, it's really. Yeah, Jordan Montgomery scheduled to start Saturday. Hap scheduled to start one of the games on Friday. I think you see Mike King get a start. Yeah, Loisica, I thought, has actually looked pretty good in the bullpen you know, since Britain went on the IL as being just a one-inning guy. I know they've been trying to stretch him out for the past couple of years, but his stuff always kind of, I always thought, worked out well for a one-inning guy there. So it's going to be, you know, the, we can mention Clark Schmidt, but it doesn't seem like the Yankees are going to mention Clark Schmidt, so he's not going to get a, get an opportunity yet. So so Sunday is going to be going to be interesting. Um, you know, surprisingly right now, actually, ESPN.com has Garrett Cole pitching on Sunday, but I just don't think that's going to happen because he just pitched – uh, on Wednesday, so I think we'll, we'll have Cole and Tanaka go versus versus the Rays on, on Monday and Tuesday, but that that leaves out f- three games without a starting pitcher right now. Yeah, uh, and like like you said, it, it's the schedule, and it's not just the Yankees victimized by this. Um, these double headers, it seems like, are a norm, and they're they're seven innings. So we we thought this season would definitely bring a lot of twists and turns and it certainly has and th- there's only about a month left in it uh, but they're they're, they're going to have to toughen up and get through it and, and it's, it's not just this weekend too i mean like I said, doubleheader friday doubleheader sunday then another doubleheader on friday the net following friday versus the orioles to kind of make up for some of the the early cancellations they had when they, they did the flip-flopping with the phillies so that's three doubleheaders in the course of seven days with no off day I mean, that's that's ridiculous. And they're playing seven innings, sure. But, I mean, that's only cutting out a few innings each game here. And, to be honest, the Yankees probably want the nine-inning games given, you know, the, 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 how much better their bullpen is than most teams. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting week and a half for, for the Yankees here. If, you know, we're on a downward spiral right now. But, at the same time, they, they have the talent, we, I think, to turn it around. And But, you know, another three versus Tampa, you know, um, surrounded by six games versus the Mets – um, I'm nervous about Tampa. They're, they're playing really well, and they don't have this type of scheduling the Yankees have. Yeah, and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's something I mentioned in the chat um, with all the Gotham guys. I, I wanted to give an extra 10 days at the end of the season. To make make up unbelievably. Games. I can't believe they didn't do that. Extra 10 days to make up games and then go to a bubble for the postseason, which I, I think you're going to need to do regardless right now. Because imagine, like we mentioned it last episode, the MLB MLB is not canceling everything if the Yankees or Dodgers have an outbreak in the postseason. So they need to take all steps against an outbreak. And the MLB started just over a month ago. We've had two teams with major outbreaks that, that have caused two, two of those teams to miss a week plus. The Marlins missed a week. 
the Cardinals missed like 17 days, and the, the Marlins outbreak caused the Phillies to miss uh, a week. So you're going to need to go to a bubble for the postseason, in my view. But that's something that should have been talked about long beforehand. They could do warm weather. My idea that I got from a friend uh, was doing Anaheim, L.A., and San Diego is a bubble. You can have three games a day in each park. It would it would work really well. You're in warm weather, so I think they're going to have to do something like I that. I think baseball mentioned those talked about, about a while ago. ago. Yeah, I think baseball mentioned that, and then they also mentioned possibly doing something in Texas. So have like the NL out in out in uh, out in, uh, in, in in California, then maybe like the AL in Texas because there's a couple parks there. But that goes, you know, the Aaron Judge kind of summed it up nicely that, you know, the Yankees play really well at Yankee Stadium. That is a legit home field advantage, fans or no fans. So that would be an interesting twist to the playoffs because, you know, we the Yankees are one of the best home teams and have a great home field advantage. So that would be an interesting an interesting thing to keep an eye on. But I think I agree with you. You need a bubble. You can't you can't have one of these scares. But, I mean, hopefully no one's going to be an idiot and go to, like, a casino during the playoffs. But we'll, we'll see what happens there for the, for the playoffs time. Um, plenty of Yankees, I think, are still in fine shape despite you know the all the negativity tonight to make the playoffs, but they still need to to turn it around. Um, the final segment here is the injured. There we could we could talk about everybody. Um, we could talk about Aaron Judge, who wasn't supposed to be on this list, but after the doubleheader, might be on this list. Let's stick with the, the double play tandem here that's gone missing: DJ LeMayu and Glaber Torres. It was like back to back days. DJ with a thumb injury. Uh, on a swing, and then later on, Glaber Torres uh, with a tight hamstring after running to first base. I think both of these could have been worse injuries, and they are seemingly to be on track pretty pretty quickly, but you never know with the Yankees. Uh, Torres the next day said he did some light jogging and felt completely fine with his left hamstring, and LeMayu had this injury a couple years ago and, and was back within, within two weeks. Um, so that missing those you know, five days off, no games kind of, not the worst case scenario when you're dealing with injuries, but to, to lose a double play tandem that quickly is it was a big blow for the Yanks considering Gleyber Torres wasn't playing well, but but still to go from Torres to Tyler Wade is, is a decrease, and DJ the machine out of the lineup is uh, will always be a decrease. Absolutely, and it seemed like like I said this all happened within within a few days. I mean, just everybody. Going down, Lemayhew with the thumb sprain. He missed ten, he missed twelve games. You, you know, almost two weeks uh, with the injury in Colorado a couple seasons ago. But yeah, the the, the injury bug is a lot more prevalent in, in a sixty game season than it is in a hundred sixty two game season. Uh, I mean, last April when the Yankees had everybody go out, it seemed like, uh, and they went on that torrid stretch uh, where they tore up a West Coast road trip and it was, you know, the replacement players, you know, that was their shellas coming out party. So they're going to have to find a way to get past it. But another huge, you know, we talk about the offense a lot, but Paxton was looking a lot better um, before he went down and the Yankees lose who I think is their best reliever and, and Zach Britton also in the last week. So it doesn't stop at the offense. And, yeah. Good know, point. Maybe tonight, tonight in, in a, a double, double header, header, you see Britton and then Chapman 
in the, the, the six, six seven, seven yeah totally yeah and, and instead of green who's you know good but I'd much rather have zach Britton out there who's been virtually unhittable all season so that uh, that's another blow right there they're gonna, gonna have, have to, to get, get it together, together. And it, it looks, looks like, like judges, judges heading right back, back there with them and, and that's really really unfortunate it is, and it kind of we the, the depth has been the Yankees' strong suit for for years, and it was going into this year. But they're kind of lose the depth on you know the middle infields. I mean, I like you know Estrada and Wade are I think what they are, but they're 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 kind of you know backups here. And then what happens if one of them goes down? You know, the only guy in the the only infielder left I think in uh, the alternate site now is uh, is Matt Duffy. Um, do you have to then force Urshela to play, you know, a second base, which he's done once, I think, in his career, or, or shortstop? So their depth is definitely getting tested. And then the same happens for, for pitching. We just mentioned we don't know who the hell is pitching this week. Uh, and a Pax injury, you know, hopefully he's back for the playoffs or, you know, a start or two before the playoffs. But kind of segue it into kind of the, the trade deadlines coming up, Sam. I, you know, I forget there is a trade deadline. I wrote about it uh, earlier this week on, on Gotham SN for potential targets for the Yankees. Um, but yes, we think he's only played 27 games, and now they have to try and figure out what they want to do if they want to make trades. There's the expanded playoffs means everybody's trying to still involved somehow and could make the playoffs. So are teams willing to sell off? Are there going to be true sellers? Or if there are, what's the price for those going to be? Because they know teams want to be, you know, you know, the Yankees are desperate right now for some pitching here. So the price for someone that you know, a mid-level prospect. All of a sudden, now they want Andujar, which is kind of like, oh, well, maybe that's not what the price the Yankees are willing to pay. So it's going to be an interesting end of the week here. They have until Sunday night, uh, Sunday afternoon, I believe, is the actual trade deadline. Um, and I think the Yankees have to make some moves, given all the injuries. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I thought they were going to be looking to add a reliever early in the season. They're always looking at a reliever. Um, always. always. Uh, like you said, I think starters, like you wrote this week, could be, you know, there. I think has to be the number one target, along with possibly a bat to get in here in the interim. Because, I, like you said, I forget about the trade deadline. And you mentioned teams staying in contention. You, you have these surprisingly hot teams like the Marlins and everything. I think trading is going to be very, very different this year, not only because of that, of the surprise teams, but – What's minor league baseball going to be next year? You and you also have you haven't seen any minor league players that are could be you know something that you haven't been able to scout them this year as targets for trades. Yeah, you have no good eye on player development, uh, and you don't know what minor league baseball is going to be at all next year, uh, which complicates this thing. It's a great point. A lot. I think you know. No, this isn't a politics podcast but I, I think you know you're gonna have you know the minor leagues possibly looking for a government bailout i think you're gonna have major league baseball itself looking for a government bailout um and we saw how the owners were on the negotiations with the players and how the players were so this is gonna get really interesting um and the trade deadline on with the surprise teams combined with that factor is very um, it complicates a lot of things. It, it, it really does. I mean, you're looking at here, just kind of looking at the standings. Like the Orioles are, are 14 and 15, um, but like they're not that far out of a playoff spot. I think they might even be in the second wild card spot. Like there's there's a lot of factors here. The, the Marlins, we keep making 
making jokes about them, but you know they're sitting there at fourteen and eleven, and now Derek Jeter's like, oh shit, you know we might be able to make the playoffs this this year. And you know while they're in a complete rebuild here, if you could throw, you know, hey, we were a playoff team on you know future season ticket you know packages over there, that could that could really spark interest for teams. So it's going to be you know the, the sellers are, are going to be down. I mean the, the Red Sox are the I think it might be the biggest seller. Uh, in baseball, and that they already know, started too. too. They yeah, Workman and um, Workman and Henry to the Phillies, and then you know that that you know is is negative. The Yankees, the Yankees are going to make a deal with the Red Sox here, so then other other teams are going to benefit from the Red Sox possibly selling off here. Um, so it'll be interesting. Some of the names that are floating around um, the past twenty four hours, you've seen Dylan Bundy up there and and Kevin Gosman you know, linked to the Yankees, which I found pretty funny because the Yankees lit both of them up for years in Baltimore. Yes, they have AL East experience, but it wasn't great experience. So what type of players are there? Are there impact players that, that can be made? You know, we, we, we both wanted Trevor Bauer last year. Could the Reds, who kind of are, are not looking good right now, they're, you know, they were a surprise team. I had them as a surprise team going into this year. They said 11 and 17, could they resell Bauer? And maybe the Yankees, that's the move the Yankees can make here. So they're, they're interesting here. The, the deadline's going to be, like you said, as, as is all of 2020, we, we, we have no freaking idea what's going to happen. And that, that includes the, the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, and th- there's a bunch of factors that go into things here. Um, the, the Red Sox, I, I read a piece from Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic that they could possibly have teams calling on J.D. Martinez and even Bogarts. I don't think they're going to blow it up that much, uh, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, the Rays making a move is definitely something to watch, uh, but it's going to be interesting. I don't think there's going to be a lot of activity. Uh, yeah, maybe some minor small, small deals. Small, you know, small, low-risk deals. Here and there, you know, a, a Bundy or a Gosman, but I don't think there's going to be any Trevor Bauer or you know, the kind of Cleveland guys, Clevenger and Plezak, you know, the, their whole situation. Um, they, they would be really enticing, you know, guys. I think for both for both of the Yankees, but do they want to deal with what they've gone through the past two weeks? So I'm not really sure, and I feel bad for the minor leaguers. Like, imagine being told like, oh, you're not playing this season, you're not invited to the, to, you know, the 60 man camp, and then all like. Four weeks later, like, all right, we also traded you. So it's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting week for baseball, and uh, and uh, probably an emotional one for some for some minor leaguers, like you said, that they don't know what their future holds, and then they could even get traded. So it's gonna be weird. Yeah, I was talking to uh, one of my buddies who's in the Tigers organization, uh, good friend of mine. He got cut due to all of the all of this going on. You know, the teams were releasing minor leaguers. So yeah, uh, you know, my heart goes out to those guys. It's definitely. Uh, an uncertain future for them. But like I said, I'm not predicting a lot of activity, um, you know, going around Major League Baseball. Owners are definitely wary of, I I think most are. I know we saw the bets extension, but I think a lot of them are wary about taking on money possibly. Uh, So it's going to be something to watch, but I'm not expecting anything big. Uh, if the Yankees get a Bundy or a Gaussman as a flyer, so be it. But I'm not expecting any big names. No, and we'll, we'll keep an eye on it, and we'll hit you up on Gotham SN if there is anything that goes going down. Um, 
Yes, yeah, Sam. We were both excited to record. That's been you know a little time since we get the last episode, and then the doubleheader sweep kind of put us in a bad mood here. But overall, let's end it with, some, with a good note here. The Yankees, even though they've lost five in a row, they still sit only two games behind the Rays. A uh, couple games versus the Mets coming up here, a team that they are better than, and then we're right back at versus the Rays for a chance of a little redemption here. Sixteen and eleven, still, still have the even with the injuries, have the talent to win games and hold down the fort until these injuries start coming back here. Hopefully Glaber and DJ are back soon. And let, let's hope that, you know, if Aaron Judge has to go back on there, it's another 10-day stint only. Um, but we'll, we'll give you some final thoughts for the for the, you know, the the crazy week ahead the Yankees are about to go through. Yeah, you know, three doubleheaders in seven days. Uh, that, that's going to be pretty wild. We're probably going to get on before the last one of them. Uh, it's a huge, huge week coming up. They want revenge against the Rays. That's for damn sure. And like you said, I, I like how you're thinking positive a little bit here. They still have the, the talent, talent to win games. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Mets coming up, uh, they're hit or miss. So I'm feeling, you know, five in a row lost. They're still in a playoff spot. It's... It's not all bad, but, uh, you know, let's hope for some good news on Judge and maybe we get a small addition here uh, in a little bit or so. Garrett Cole, not going to be able to afford another start like today. The Yankees Yankees are going to, you know, really, really really need him Monday against the Rays, it looks like. Uh, So, and hopefully the the spot starters, Hap, uh, King, they're going to need them to hold down the fort, you know, to an extent. Yeah, I agree. We need some. We need some. Like you said, last year we had that West Coast trip where all these guys kind of next man up started. Well, here we are again, a year later, next man up again for the Yankees. Let's see what happens. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. As always, we appreciate it here. Uh, Sam and I will be back hopefully sometime next week to to give you some more good news here. As the, the good, the bad, and the injured kind of lean heavy towards the bad and the injured on this episode. Let's have the Yankees turn it around, and we'll we'll see you guys next time. Sam, always a pleasure. Always Always a a pleasure, pleasure, Steve. Steve. Take Take care. care.